figuring out where you thrive. What are your, you know, what are your strengths and how can you utilize those in creating your basics checklist? Welcome to the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we are dedicated to unraveling the secrets to real estate success. I'm your host, Maude Leger, and each week we bring you insights from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators sharing their story, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Join us every Monday for a new episode and discover how to crack the code to success and take your real estate business to the next level. Don't miss out on the opportunity to unlock your potential. This week, I'm speaking with Athena Brownson from Compass. Today's chat is all about harnessing your potential. Athena is a dynamic realtor and leader that truly embodies the power of accountability, coaching, and a positive mindset. She's here to share how a tailored, consistent approach to income-generating activities can transform your business. Let's get to my chat with Athena. This podcast is sponsored by Sold Right Away, the experts in real estate marketing. Hi, Athena. Thanks for joining us on the episode today. Tell us, what is the key to your success? Mode, thank you so much for having me. I couldn't be more grateful. And where to begin? Honestly, the basics, the key to success. I believe in any business and anything in life is being consistent with the basics. And it is the easiest thing to not do in, in the world of real estate. We're all very busy individuals. And when we don't do the business, uh, the basics, our business ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. So find, you know, really finding the consistency of what works for you and then implementing and understanding that things don't happen overnight. It's going to take time. So really, I I attribute my success to having amazing mentors to kind of guide me, but it's always coming back to the basics. Love it. Love it. So there's so much to dig deep in here. Um, Consistency with the basics. So what are the basics for your business growth? Absolutely. So I think one thing real estate gets wrong with young agents is the idea that it's a one size fits all basics model of you need to make a hundred phone calls a day and you need to do multiple open houses a weekend and you, but that doesn't necessarily work for everyone. And if you're not doing the activities that you want to be doing and, and that excite you and, and really spark that motivation, then you're going to burn out quickly. You most likely will not find the success that you are looking for, as opposed to figuring out where you thrive. What are your, you know, what are your strengths and how can you utilize those in creating your basics checklist? So for me, I have, um, a coach years ago passed along a, basically an Excel spreadsheet Monday through Sunday. And it has all of the activities that I have curated over the years that I believe work for me, that if I'm doing on a daily basis and I'm consistent, then my business will continue to thrive. When I'm not doing them, then my business tends to, you know, 60, 90 days from then, I feel it. So for me, it is having as much face-to-face time with people as I can. So I've got 
having, you know, three to five break breads with, with clients, VIPs, people in my community per week. I've got, I'm a big handwritten note girl. I love writing people notes. So making sure that I'm not missing a client's birthday or home anniversary or wedding anniversary, anything that I can do to check in with a personal touch. I try and do two to four a day. Um, obviously phone calls are part of our job. I've never been someone that is, uh, motivated by cold calling, but I love to aim to talk to 10 to 15 of my sphere a day. And that can include, you know, current client updates. I generally have themes for each day of the week about who I will be touching base with. Love it. And then open houses, honestly, like I, I, I have to keep myself accountable by tracking these basics because yeah. it really like the greatest conspiracy I think in real estate is overcomplication. You know, we really, you think that it's easy and we might overcomplicate it also, but if you stick to the basics and you have a really good foundation of what works for you how you keep yourself accountable and how you're basically going to make it work for your life. And so that you'll actually stick to it, I think is it's, that's the critical element. <laughs> that is such a key, like tip for all realtors. I think like having some sort of a system that keeps you accountable that's clear on what you have to do and then which activities bring you success. I love it. You're like full round circle. <laughs> and for me, I'm such a, um, a paper per like I, I have to take notes. So the, yeah. the gratification of, of having that printed out, um, I call it a greatness tracker every, every week. And I also put personal items on there as well so that I'm taking care of myself. Like, okay, how many times did I work out this week? You know, did I eat clean? Did I drink enough water? Like the, the basics to be the best human you can be. And then the gratification that you get in checking these off along the week is extremely rewarding and you should reward yourself, yeah. you know, after a, a really good month of sticking to being disciplined. Yeah, because you'll see the result, like you said, in 60, 90 days for all the input you do today, you'll get returned. Exactly. Wow. And ev every time that I that I start to get, you know, really busy and 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 get a little bit lackadaisical on the on the basics is when I feel my business start to drop, you know, 90 days from now. So I've I've been in it long enough to know that if I'm not doing what I need to be doing to keep my business foundation stable and strong that I a hundred percent will have greater ebbs and flows. Yeah. And I think being, um, you know, working for yourself, basically you, you have to be aware of, of what creates those ebbs and flows in your business and in your life. Yeah. What creates it, what activities, yeah. Generates the most positive and negative too. Yeah. Exactly. It's really helped me learn um, to have, have the self-reflection to understand what activities I br bring me joy. What is, you know, what is it that keeps me inspired and motivated? What are my strengths 
what are my weaknesses? I, you know, I, it's really easy to want to do everything yourself. And, and I, you know, I'm an only child and I was a professional skier most of my life. So that's a one man sport. So delegation was not a, a tool that I had. Mm. And I've learned, you know, over the last few years of running a team, what, how to delegate what my weaknesses are, because my weaknesses are someone else's strengths that are, get them motivated. So yeah. it's really, you know, it it's, it's the best of all worlds for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever is your weakness would be their natural skill or something. Exactly. Compensate. Yeah. I love yeah. it. What would be, I guess we talked about now your process, your accountability. How do you feel when you're not accomplishing that week, when you have a shitty week, when you have a week that doesn't go as planned? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I'll be very honest with you. I am my own. I, I mean, we all are, all are our own worst critics, but yeah. I definitely have a tendency to you know, get disappointed in myself, but it also motivates me to do better the next week. So it's kind of, you know, I, I always struggle with that balance between giving yourself some grace because life has a lot going on and we're not always going to hit our metrics perfectly. But if we have that goal in mind and we know what our, our goal metrics are, and how we can improve from what we have done maybe not well this week and how we can do better next week, then that's giving you tangible, a tangible way to track your success and to track your discipline and your accountability. And I, I mean, I've got my great, my greatness trackers going back like six years. I don't know why I've kept them, but it does, you know, it, it does. It, it really, it, reminds me of what is possible and what I have accomplished, what I'm able to accomplish, and the fact that there's no excuses. <laughs> you know? true, true. Tell me how often, like you've said, you said six years, like how often do you sit back and then re-update those activities or the list or your themes for the day? How often do you update? That's a great question. So I... I learned this system from a coaching program, um, like I said, about six years ago that I started implementing it. And their, their activities were a little bit more rigid in terms of, you, you know, you weren't personalizing it to yourself, but I found that that wasn't what, like, I liked the model that they had created, but I needed to individualize it to ensure that I was passionate about what I was doing every day. So with that being said, my team and I, every quarter, we like to do what's called a quarterly offsite and we'll meet somewhere outside the office. We'll get away and we'll look back at what, you know, our biggest strengths in every area of life and our biggest weaknesses in every area of life over that last quarter. And then set our goals for the next quarter based on what we think we did well and what we didn't do well. So 
that is when we generally make adjustments if needed to, to the greatness tracker is, hey, is there a new idea that I just learned about that I really want to implement in my business and I need my team to hold me accountable to it? Okay, let's put it on the greatness tracker. Um, when I was with this coaching program, I'm taking a health sabbatical from, from that program right now, but we'll be back. Um, every two weeks, we would turn in our, our greatness trackers to our coach, and we would actually get fined, and the money would go to charity for, ev for every box that we didn't check off. So it really did have accountability, because you were going to be writing a check at the end of the month for however, however much you didn't do. Luckily, it was to something good, but it is motivating. <laughs> definitely motivating and I think it's good to keep you accountable that way because you're like yeah. hey, I'm gonna have to write a check and then if I didn't do well then do I have I like I love it I it's so cool and it's for humans <laughs> yeah he, we're so you know humans are so reward driven I think that if you set something you know even if it's okay if I hit 90% of my greatness tracker this month, I'm going to get myself a new pair of running shoes that I've wanted. Or I think it's okay to incentivize yourself for your hard work. You know, make sure that you are recognizing the work that you're putting in, giving yourself credit. And if you're, you know, treating yourself to, to something for that hard work, then you're going to want to keep doing it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I love that you mentioned it's all passion-driven activities. Do you have anything on there that you dread that you don't want to do or that like you're like, eh? <laughs> I have done my best to get rid of those those things just because it that I I fully believe that if you are going into any endeavor and you don't feel, you know, you're not excited about it you're probably going to be portraying and, and that energy is going to be felt by, by whatever the receiving end is. So for me, like making cold calls was not something that brought me joy. Did it as a young agent, I absolutely made a trillion and it helped me build my knowledge base and comfortability on the phone. But I don't know if there will ever be a day that cold calling really sparks passion in me, <laughs> that's not, you know, I'm not going to most likely not going to be the agent paying for leads, really, you know, looking for expireds and uh, withdrawn properties and for sale by owners to convert. I'm really focused on nurturing my sphere. How can I take the best possible care of my past clients, my current clients, and my, you know, my en entire sphere. I want to make sure that I am building, constantly building relationship and that the activities that I'm doing are reflective of that. And to me, building, you know, cold calling, I rarely had the opportunity to build that relationship because it's usually the cheesy sales call that you get that you don't want to answer. And it's really hard to start from a place of, of that. Whereas when you're, when you're really just taking care of people, they're going to refer you. And that warm referral is going to, you know, feel so much better. So for me, it's cold calling. I don't really have an, any other 
big items that are, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like I, I love doing open houses. I don't love putting open house signs out all the time, but <laughs> I don't think any realtor does, but you know, I, I love face-to-face -face interactions. I love doing a like events quarterly, just really anything I can do to build rapport and build relationship and, and meet new people from the people that I'm already close with that trust me. Nice. Nice. This is so informative and so cool. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're always tweaking and working to figure it out. And I think it, the the biggest thing for me was learning that there, it's not a one size fits all model. Like there are many ways to be successful in real estate. And when you find through trial and error, I don't know that you can really know what uh, ignites you until you find out what doesn't necessarily, but you can build the business to be the business that you want. It doesn't need to be some, you know, step-by-step -step sales model that you feel very inauthentic about because that inauthenticity or lack of authenticity will come through, unfortunately. So figuring out what works for you and discipline, discipline, accountability, discipline. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. All right, well, let's move on to the rapid fire section of the episode. Doom, doom, doom. Hit me. I know. Let's see what you got. I'll do my best. Some of the questions we already answered, but it's good to re-ask because we get different answers sometimes. You so, never know what's going to come out of this. So, yes. Love it. So, number one, what is your best marketing strategy? Uh, my best marketing strategy currently is social media videos. Okay. I I was slow to get on the bandwagon, but I found the right team um, to help me execute. And the I've been really surprised at the amount of people reaching out from it have been, but it's been a couple of years of, of, of doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Hard work, the figuring it out and the execution paid off. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and having the patience to recognize that whether it's farming or social media or, you know, even just nurturing a lead, it's not going to happen usually overnight. And, you know, you can expect a year, six months, and I'm not patient. And I don't think many realtors are patient. So it's um, definitely a test and perseverance. <laughs> nice. Love it. What is your best social media tactic for real estate growth? Uh, I would say being authentic. Uh, it's really easy to get on social media and just portray, you know, the glitz and the glam of real estate or portray maybe not what's actually happening in your life. For me, I found find it paramount to be transparent and share every aspect of life, good and bad with my sphere, um, with, with my followers so that they can get to know me as a human, because I'm not just, you know, I, a realtor, but I'm a human and I want to build that relationship. So yeah. <laughs> what is your most effective social media platform? Instagram. Hey. Uh, 
I'd love to, I'm, I think my next feat is, is trying to understand YouTube, but currently Instagram. (laughs) And what advice do you have for new realtors? Find an amazing mentor or coach. You get out of real estate school, have generally no idea what's going on. And if you're not, you know, following someone's every move that does know what's going on, it's going to take a lot longer to to learn. And that's exactly what I did. I followed um, a very high producing agent and I just, he was my mentor for the first year of my career. I would go on every listing appointment, do every analysis with him, showings, and that, you know, learning through experience is crucial. Do it, young agents. Reach out, find a mentor, find a coach, lock in, commit, and you'll learn the ropes much faster. Much faster. I love it. I love it. It's so tough for new agents. Crazy. Oh, it's it's being like released into the wild with no idea what's going on. (laughs) What are your top income generating activities? Face-to-face interaction. So meeting for lunch, meeting for coffee and handwritten notes. People love getting a handwritten note or a thoughtful gift in the mail. You know, I'm really big on my gifting program, just making people aware about how much you care about their lives and that you want to build and continue to grow the relationship. So face-to-face time and then gifting and, and note writing. Nice. And which are non-income generating activities that every realtor should drop? Oh my gosh, where can I even start? Um, I mean, for one, scrolling social media, seeing that's for everything in life. Um, One of the best pieces of advice I got personally that I think has saved me a ton of time was a coach told me, When you're shooting videos, whether it's for social media or you're doing an update or an invite, whatever it may be, if you hit your points and you didn't mess it up horribly, don't even watch it. Just submit it and go because you can literally spend three, four hours going down a black hole, recording the same thing over and over again when it's never going to be perfect we're human people are human so if you got the message out that you wanted to with accurate information just stop send it and go oh yeah i love it the integrity too right of who you are being genuine sometimes exactly (laughs) yeah yeah it's way more it's a, a lot easier to relate to to someone that you know doesn't I feel like the facade of having everything perfect can be intimidating. And if you just show your humanness and and kind of make light of it almost, people love that. I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How do you leverage your listings when you do have a listing? I, the being that they have such an incredible tech platform, I am really able to look at the analytics behind who is seeing my listings, what are the main feeder states for each um, property, which is insanely valuable data and information because it allows me to then advertise and market and connect with agents in those feeder markets. I also, um, you know, am constantly using 
video on social media to leverage showing how I present my listings and the caliber at which we work for our clients, no matter the price point. And of course, you know, far doing mailers that are just listed under contract, just closed, contact me. Um, but I really, really, I think leveraging listings in any way you can is perfect. I find like, yeah, print, online, offline, social media yeah. videos, all of it is how you leverage really once you have one. Like it's exactly, it's gold. This is a piece of gold and you need to make it go as far as you can yes. <laughs> and be consistent with it. Again, it's, you know, you have to consistently be putting out, even if it's not your own listing for, you know, if you're a new agent, ask, call other agents in your firm and see if you can do a video tour of their listing so that you can then bring it to your sphere and say, I just had the, this amazing opportunity to, to preview this property. If you're interested in this or any others, let's chat. You know, there's always ways, even if you don't have current active listings to use listings to leverage or to leverage listings yeah. and bring built business to yourself. True, true. I love yeah. it. What are key resources or books or author? Where do you get that that mindset for like growth? Yes. So I, um, man, I've got, I could go on forever, but <laughs> one of my favorite practices is having a very, um, diligent evening routine. And that will usually include reading like five to 10 pages of a, of a book. Generally it's like right now, um, I love atomic habits. Yeah. I love you're a badass. I love like, I, you know, this typical, um, books that you probably hear realtors talk about a lot They're they have gold in them, but from that, I then I'm a really big believer and promoter of like a gratitude and affirmations journal. So every night writing down five things that happen throughout that day that I'm extremely grateful for, um, writing out affirmations in the present tense of what my goals are. So say I have a property on the market that I haven't gotten an offer on yet. I will write, I have a, um, full price offer closing in 30 days on this property and our transaction goes smoothly and my clients are happy. Like that's just, just putting it in my head, putting it out there that this is what I'm going to be doing. Like I am doing it. Um, and it also really helps you to just get yourself in a positive headspace because it, it's really easy to just get overwhelmed. And I think by ending the day with whatever ritual or practices, nighttime routine or morning routine, if you can stick to that, it really helps keep you grounded and, and keeps your feet on the ground let's, you know, I, I keep going like this because I'm looking outside and it's a beautiful day in Denver. The mountains are gorgeous. We have so much to be grateful for. And it's really easy to get away from that, especially when it's a more challenging market, which I know all of us have, have been experiencing. Yeah. So real, really making sure that you're feeding your 
brain the right things. <laughs> Positivity. I love it. Yeah. And podcasts. Yes. Like yours. I listen to podcasts in the car constantly. So amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Very growth mindset. Tell us the last one is what is the best advice you've ever received? Honestly, it is. You're in life. Not, you know, nothing will ever be perfect. So you're either going into a storm, you're in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. It is all about how you frame your approach of handling the storm. So are you like nothing in life is ever going to go to plan. Things are going to happen in each transaction, most likely in your personal life, but really learning how you handle when things don't go right, being able to pivot and be solutions oriented instead of getting stuck in the, in the, in the storm. In the storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you got to find your, your tactics on what it, what works for you for making sure that you are, are not being overtaken by the emotion and the overwhelm that can come with real estate and from your clients' emotions, because this is a the biggest purchase or sale they're ever making. So when something doesn't go accordingly, it is so critical for us to be that trusted advisor and source of um, calm solutions. This is how we're going to fix it. Nice. Yeah. I love it. This is so cool. So, so fun. you talk a lot about mindset and gratefulness, which I love. Tell us. So everybody has their own definition of success. How do you define success for yourself? That's an excellent question. I'll go back to saying that I am definitely hold myself to a ridiculous standard. And I think that is because I was an athlete most yeah. of my life and and you know we we set very high expectations and goals for ourselves but as i have gotten older and as i've you know grown in the business i believe that success to me is being able to work with the people that i want to work with being able to really you know i look at at my client base from the last you know, say three, four years. And they're all people that I still get excited to see and to talk to. So for me, being able to work with people that I genuinely care about and, and have relationship with, or want to build authentic relationship with and meeting new people along the way too. But that is success to me and also understanding when a client isn't the right fit for you. I think at first when you're an agent, you, you kind of have to take what you get and that's a good learning experience, but you also have to understand what, what your boundaries are. And if a client does not really mesh with those instead of, you know, kind of trying to make it work and, and most likely not having the most amazing experience or giving them the best, you know, best experience that they should be having. Yeah. It's saying, Hey, you know, I've actually got another agent that I think you would work really well with. Nice. I, and that's hard to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's hard to do because if you want the business, the money, whatever, but it's your success, right? It's your definition mm -hmm. of success. I love yeah. it. 
Because I, I think it, it, that brings like a, you know, when, when you have a client that is, doesn't mesh well with you, it, it comes into every aspect of your life and every transaction. So it's really critical to analyze who is taking your energy, where is your energy spent, and is it building something that is leading you towards your goals, or is it something that's dragging you down and causing you to not be as effective in, you know, in every aspect of your life as you could be? And sticking to those boundaries is, it rarely happens, but knowing what they are, at least knowing what your boundaries are, which I am constantly still trying to figure out, I am bad at having boundaries, but that is when you're going to be attracting the type of business and the type of client that you want. Nice. Nice. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much Thank for sharing you. all of that. It's so important to be able to talk about these things. You know, I hope it's helpful and I'm always open to chatting about anything. So I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> Tell us where do we find you? What, what's your Instagram handle? Yes. So it is going to be my first and last name and then realtor. So at Athena, A-T-H-E-N-A, Brownson, B-R-O-W-N-S-O-N, Realtor, R-E-A-L-T-O-R. That's my Instagram. It's got a link to all of my my website, everything you could ever need. There's a ton of great um, content, a ton of great information, and that's how you can reach out. And I won't bite. I promise. Do not hes hesitate to reach out, agents, consumers. I'm here to be a valuable resource if I'm able to be. <laughs> nice, and you are. You're so great. I love it. Thank you. I know. I, I the feeling is mutual. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast and all the incredible guests that you have, and that's you know that is inspiring. That is what keeps the ideas flowing and um, makes you more excited about your job every day. So I think we're very lucky to live in a time where we have such incredible access to these resources. Yes, well said. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, make every action count. Reflect on the insights from today's episode and ask yourself, which strategies and actions can you implement to grow your business and win more listings? Your growth journey begins with a single step. What will yours be? If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and help spread the word. Together, we can empower and inspire a community of realtors to crack the code to real estate success. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Realtors Conspiracy, and stay motivated and see you next episode.